Here at St. Albert's, we've been performing a lot of baptisms lately. As a deacon presiding over many of these baptisms, I've had plenty of chances to contemplate the Trinity. You see, the words the church uses for baptism come right out of the gospel that I just proclaimed. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I hope you noticed I said in the name of and not in the names of. The word name is singular. As Christians, we believe in only one God. We are affirming that God is one being when we say in the name of. Yet then the words of baptism go on to list three different persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. How can God be one being but three persons? God as Trinity is a bit of a puzzle. As Catholics, we use the Trinitarian blessing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit often. Whenever we walk into church, I bet most of us immediately look around for the holy water fountain. Then we bless ourselves in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Father Lawrence began Mass today by saying, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Why, even when we say grace before meals, many of us begin with, in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. I'm sure you're seeing the pattern here. We invoke the Trinity an awful lot. But if we don't really know what it means, why do we use it so often? One place to go for an answer is in church teaching. So what does the church say? Well, the catechism says, the mystery of the most holy trinity is the central mystery of Christian faith and life. It is the mystery of God in himself. It is therefore the source of all other mysteries. The Catechism goes on to say, it is the most fundamental and essential teaching in the hierarchy of teachings. Now keep in mind that the church uses the term mystery not as something that's unknown or has to be figured out, like a mystery novel, but to the church, mystery is something that can never be fully known. It can only be known in part. So the passage I just read from the Catechism affirms what I said, that Trinity is a mystery, but it didn't help us understand how the Trinity works or why it's important to us. So what does the Trinity mean in our lives as Catholic Christians? What about the Trinity is central to our Christian life? Well, for me, what stands out most about the Trinity is the relationship between the three persons of God. Within the one being of God, there are three persons in a relationship. Not only are they in relationship, but these three persons of the Trinity are equally important. They're in perfect balance. We know that God is love. Well, love must have an object. It must have 
a relationship. Love needs someone to do the loving and someone or something to be loved. According to St. Augustine, the Father and the Son exist to love each other. He then explains the Holy Spirit is the effect of that love. The love between God the Father and Jesus the Son results in the Holy Spirit, or the breath of God, going out into the world, creating yet more love. You and I exist because of this love. Because of love, God has a relationship with you and I. And as Father Dave reminded us last week, because of our baptisms, we have the Holy Spirit within each and every one of us. Now, according to our second reading, since we have the Spirit within us, we're all heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. We are all family. We pray for this joining together as family every Sunday during the second half of the Eucharistic prayer. During today's Eucharistic prayer, you'll hear Father Lawrence say, humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. So through the Eucharist, we're bound together as the church with Jesus as our head. So both through our baptisms and in receiving Eucharist, we each have a share in this mystery called Trinity. I think that is why the Catechism said the Trinity is our most essential Catholic teaching, because we are also part of this mystery. Before I close, I want to bring out one practical aspect of Trinity. Through our baptisms, we are all sent on a mission to go and have relationships. You see, during baptism, we are anointed with chrism as a sign of becoming priest, prophet, and king. The king, or queen's role, is to be in relationship with their people. This is because the monarch's job is to protect the people, create the laws that define what is considered acceptable and not acceptable behavior, and to mediate disputes between the people. All of these jobs require a relationship between the monarch and the people that they are ruling. So as baptized persons of faith, we are called into relationship not only with God, but with our fellow humans. And if we're in relationship, we need to know the people with whom we are in relationship. One thing many of us have said during this pandemic is that it's been really hard on relationships. We haven't been able to see our family and friends the way we wanted. So now is a time to reconnect in those relationships and start getting in touch with family and friends. And this includes getting in touch with our church family. We need to come back to church to receive the sacraments and re-engage with our fellow parishioners. I'll give a brief stewardship plug here. If you haven't filled out your stewardship card yet, or even if you have, consider joining a new ministry 
in order to create new relationships. Finally, please remember that good relationships require respect. So please be understanding of folks who may still be nervous about the reduced COVID protocols. I'm sure they have good reasons for their concerns. Over the last year plus, we have learned how difficult it is to not have balanced relationships. Let's learn from that experience and start emulating the Trinity through balanced and good relationships. Amen.